Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week I have Colleen on the show. Back in the beginning of the podcast, Trudy and I did an episode on your circle, and I want to talk more about having your circle and the friends, kind of like Colleen, coming to help me with the show. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week I have my friend Colleen with me, and in the beginning of doing this podcast, Trudy and I talked about your circle and the people around you and how that support is uh, a big part of our success and just having that support team around us. And, and Colleen's a, a good friend of mine who's been around in my life. We were just discussing it before we recorded. Uh, we believe it's around 14 years at this point. We lost track of time. I said it. I said 10 years. She thinks it's right before my my younger son was born and he's 14. So somewhere between 10 and 14, we've had each other in our lives and we've supported each other in many ways and been there for each other. And I just kind of wanted to revisit that circle around you type of topic and how having those people that are there for you to help out. And as you know, for those of you that have been listening and following on social media that Shruti has left the show. And as of now, it will be a solo show, but I'm going to have Colleen on as often as she would like to help out when her schedule allows it. And if I have other coaches and, and friends that have helped me in the past that are interested, if they reach out that they'd like to be on the show, um, I'll be doing that because I do enjoy having the conversations. And Colleen, and thanks for doing this. And how's, how are things going for you? And explain what you do with your coaching. Well, um, thank you for having me on here. I'm excited to be here. So, um, well, I've kind of gotten sidetracked from doing the coaching with um, all the stuff with COVID and, and everything. You know, I did really good in the beginning, as you know, my mindset was really great. And then eventually it started getting to me you know, just the, the masks and the, the rules and the, you know, the, the fear of going near people and not seeing their faces and everything, it kind of took a toll. So now I'm coming back out and um, getting back into the swing of things. And so seeing where it takes us. Um, and that's why I'm here. So well, I mean, let's go a little on that. So a little off topic on the, the friend thing. Um, when COVID did hit, you and I did an Instagram live together. Yeah. And when you talk about how COVID kind of affected you with the coaching, the, the topic we discussed on the Instagram live was that you are more of an introvert and I'm more of an extrovert and how for the most part, and obviously this is a broad statement, so it doesn't work for everyone. The extroverts were the ones that were going bonkers, the ones that couldn't get out and hug their friends and see their friends in yep. person and get together with groups where the introverts were okay with it in the beginning. You're an introvert because it's your decision to be an introvert. When someone else is saying, ah, you have to be an introvert, it started hitting you just as much as it hit us because now you had no longer the control of doing or not doing what you wanted to or not wanting to. Yeah. Yeah, we like we like our seclusion, but we also like, you know, not being told what to do. <laughs> you know, it's one thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't really want to go to the store. That's fine with me. And all of a sudden it's like, I want to go to the store, but I didn't want to deal with the people at the store with the arrows and the masks and, you know, the anxiety. And you go near somebody and they go, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, un unfortunately, it is still a thing. And I, I hate politics so not getting into the political side of yeah. it and, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, there's parts of me, I mean, I have, I mean, you know, my family history and I've mentioned it on the podcast many times having the stent put in and I can go the extreme of my father's had four heart attacks as a pacemaker defibrillator. So he's high risk. My mother had a kidney transplant, so she's high risk. So I understand. And when we see someone in the mask, we don't know what they're going through. I mean, did that person just oh, have yeah. transplant surgery, but at the same time, there's people out there that are in fear because of what media has said, what social media has said, yep. what government has said, and what's and and when I do see people out there still wearing their mask, and again the most ridiculous one, alone in your own car wearing a mask, um, it, it's I kind of feel bad that they they have not gotten back to living life because it's finally yeah. we're finally to the point where we pretty much can. Um, I think you know it's funny you say that because I kind of was like 
what are these people doing? You know, you see them and they're walking down the street and they still have it or whatnot. But one of the things was, as somebody had said to me recently, oh, my job still requires it all day. I'm in the medical field or whatever. And so they're like, I don't even think about it. Like, I don't even think like it's on my face. It's like, you know, wearing a barrette or whatever. And I went, it's become second nature that it's just part exactly. of part of the day. Like I kind of joked around where um, when I leave the house, anytime I, I slap my three pockets and it's phone keys, wallet. So, I mean, front, front, back in that order, phone keys, wallet. And then it became phone keys, wallet, mask, phone keys. And it was yep. like, make sure you have all those things. And now it's like, I, I have an Apple watch mainly to, to watch my heart rate when I'm working out. So now it's like, okay, wait a minute, we dropped the mask. So now it's phone key wallet watch. Wait a minute, I'm taking Dylan to the doctor's appointment. So now it's phone key wallet watch. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I, I can understand that aspect where it did just become kind of like a second nature thing where and kind of like you're putting on underwear yep. every day, you're putting on the mask. So you don't really yep. think of it as something. And I think we all eventually got to the point where it was quote unquote normal. Yeah, I mean, well, yes and no, but um, I mean, at this point, I don't care what anybody chooses, you know, you, the whole thing is to have um, accountability for yourself. So you got to do what you think is best for yourself, whatever that is. Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, and then I also agree with like, when they talk about private businesses, and as much as it's a giant corporation, Walmart is still a private business just to throw out the big one. So if they said, Hey, you need to wear a mask. It, they're not telling you what to do They're You, you are more than welcome to shop. You are choosing whether you would like to shop under yep. their rules. I mean, I know a person that made a big deal on social media about getting kicked out of Hershey park and we did all this and I did this and I did that and planned this trip and they kicked us. No, they didn't kick you out. You chose yes, to leave because right. you didn't simply want to put the mask. Yep. On, so just as much as you have a right not to wear it people have a right to request it, you know, right. because these businesses, they could lose Boku bucks, you know, you get bad publicity. I mean, I said it in the beginning, um, people were going on, you know, social media and saying, well, I went into this company and they didn't, the, the, the worker didn't have a mask on and they didn't do, and they were, they were blasting the company. And I'm like, you know, really call management, talk to them. They probably don't even know. And you're, putting them on blast it's already hard enough for everybody like take like this is not the time to be passive aggressive just take it to the the, the person that needs to know what's happening in their store when they're not there so that they can rectify it and um you know like i said i don't i don't necessarily have a problem with anybody wearing it or not wearing it or whatever it's just for me as a as a person to not see people's faces and expressions was really taxing on my, my psyche. Like well, I, I not use, to see uh, people smile or. Well, here, here's one, one for you where that really hit, hit me hard. Uh, my friend, Jen, who lives out in Utah, who she's covered a few episodes on, on the show before in the past. Um, hopefully she'll choose to come back and, and do some episodes to help me out. Uh, when she came out here the first time. So last April, um, we were still under mask mandates. She flew into New York city, which had extreme mask mandates. And it's one of those things where I said, if I can change anything about her visit now, her first visit was action packed from the minute she landed the plane, it was quick run around New York city, get to the train station to pick up my wife, do a night in the city, wake up, come home, change quick, go on to the Appalachian trail for a night, come back, change quick, go upstate New York to get my kids, come back and order four pizzas. So because pizzas in Utah sucks, so she had to learn what good pizza was like. And then it was the next day, get her back on the plane and fly her home. I mean, it was like jam packed. And it's like, if I can change anything, the one thing I would change would be the mask. And the only reason why I say that is when you see movies and you see people coming rushing out, it's like they meet in the airport and you see like them running across the airport and the big hugs and the smiles that's not what she had. As she came down the escalator, I just saw her entire body relax. It's like, I'm safe. I'm on the other side of the country. It's my first time flying into New York, my first time in New York, first time meeting this person in person. I mean, we had a two-year friendship online before that. 
And I just saw her entire body re relax other than I missed everything below her eyes because her, her smile or whatever happened under the mask was hidden. So if I could take one thing, change it, it would have been that. So like when you mentioned yeah. and going back to I mean, the coaching that you're doing, when you can't see those facial expressions, it makes a difference. I mean, I, I miss the old fashioned phone call. I had a guy call me about archery lessons and he's like, Oh, do you want me to email you? I said, no, I was born in the seventies. I like the old fashioned phone call. <laughs> if you want to, he kind of laughed because he's same age as me. And it's, it's a big thing. And when you, when you are coaching people and I mean, we talk from a business standpoint when we coach people, but then when we also have our circle around us to see body language, to see facial expressions. Mm -hmm. And I mean, simple as we're recording now on zoom so we can see each other, it makes a big difference. It absolutely does. I, um, I think that was like a really hard aspect of the whole thing because I didn't realize, you know, I mean, I go into my coffee shop in the morning and I go in and I'm always smiling and I'm always like waving to people and talking to people, little social butterfly. And I'd walk in and I'd almost like want to like just hide in the wall or something, you know, like I just feel like, and, and it wasn't me, you know, but then all the other people that I've been seeing for several years go in there, they all were the same thing. None of them would be like, hey, how are you? Da, da, da. They'd all be like, you know, and then, you know, trying to stay six feet apart and like, you felt like, like there was something wrong with you, you know, everybody's kind of like, and you're like, what's going on? And, and I think it really hit hard when you had the two extroverts. I mean, the good friends. I mean, you and I are, are, are good friends. So when I, when I see you, oh, I yeah. give you a big hug and you know, when I give hugs, you feel that hug. And I have other friends that are, are big time huggers. And when you, you, when we got together that first time, because we still tried to support each other. I mean, I have a friend who I call her my unofficial life coach. Uh, and I'm actually training her now. So I go to her place I mean, twice a week for personal training, helping her out. And, um, and I mean, to go with the helping her out, I mean, she hired me. I mean, she's, she's paying me and, and supporting my business. I mean, so it's a, it's a two-way street there with that. Um, but we're both big-time huggers. And the first time we met in person during the whole COVID thing, it was like, a, okay, from 10 feet apart, it's like, okay, I'm just going to give you a virtual hug, wave from here. And we went for a hike, which we would do often. And, and it just, it felt weird. And, but go, again, going kind of just touching on that when we have our circle of people around us um, with her, I mean, we've, we've helped each other out. I mean, it's definitely a, a mutual support between us. Um, I know when I was scrolling through uh, photos to put something on Instagram, uh, one of the photos that came up on in your page are the photos I did of your daughter for her senior photos, oh, yeah. um, which was one of, one of my and most enjoyable senior photos and going to a tech school taking culinary arts so taking these photos with with her knives it did they were just yeah. cool shots i mean and again going back to me helping you out with that you helping my photography business at the time with that and having mm -hmm. people that really support you and it, it makes it makes a big difference yeah it absolutely does um i mean whenever i need a dose of like either a kick in the butt or just someone to cheer me up, you're the person I think of, but you know, um, I love the little memes, just like that you send out just to be like, hey, you know, you're my friend and I'm thinking of you because I can't even tell you how many times that's like brightened my day. And, you know, this, the whole past two years has just been like relearning things like I've had different relationships with my parents I used to always go in the house and I'd give them a kiss goodbye or whatever and you know I'm very cautious you know of course now they're both at home with COVID right now um but but they made it two years and uh my mom ended up in the hospital last week and came home with COVID so shared it with my dad but I mean you know they were they were really scared for a long time. And I mean, I could see my mom still nervous, but you know, my dad kept saying over the past couple months, it's not if we get it, it's when we get it. So they've come to terms that 
this is this is here and we've got to deal with it you know as it comes up which is a great mindset because for a long time you know they didn't want people at the house they didn't want to leave the house they didn't want to uh, have like Memorial Day and have their kids over and I'm like you're 80 years old <laughs> you know like I, I had that same conversation with my father um, now he's got the heart issues he goes to and Columbia University to their medical facility to get his yearly checkups and stuff. And, and I had said something to him because when, again, when COVID first hit in New York city was like an epicenter where, I mean, that was hitting the news with the refrigerated mm -hmm. trucks and stuff like that. And it was get out of the city. I mean, before it really hit the news. So February, he went for a checkup and the doctor said, don't walk around the city, get out of here. And cause the doctors already knew before the media really got it out there. But then recently, and when I say recently, we're probably still going back six months or a year ago at this point. I said to him, I said, yeah, but at what point are we, and I, I mentioned the health tripod and you've, I've talked to you about it and you've seen the posts and stuff where at what point are we so focused about the physical health that we're disregarding our mental and emotional health? And I mean, you got to get out there and live life. And he goes, honestly, the doctor just said that to me today. I mean, this was after a checkup wow. where, where it's one of those things of like, it's out there. It is what it is. I mean, whether you want to credit the the shots or you want to credit herd immunity or you just want to credit the fact that, you know what, we just need to live life and, and get out there for whatever reason, it's time to get out there and live life. And I mean, yep. a lot of people are, are, are doing that. Um, but you go going back to what you commented on about the, the memes and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I've always been, I have a bunch of the, the memes and the quotes that I'll send out to people. Um, you and I have, have shared a lot with each other, uh, just heart to heart talks and, and supportive times. Um, I, I remember one of the first times where we were texting back and forth, whether it's text or, or a Facebook message, um, or it might've even been a phone call. I don't remember, but I, I closed it with, uh, with, I love you. And you wrote back that it kind of hit you. That I, that I said it and it was the, the first time that I said that. And that's one of the things that the friends that are closest to me, that it's something I just shared a couple of posts on uh, Instagram today on my beam page, just about saying that and sharing it with your friends and, and telling them that mm -hmm. and, and not keeping them guessing. I mean, it, it, it can, when, when you have that, that tradition of saying it and then it stops, it, it can, it can hit you hard. And then it keeps you guessing, wondering, okay, well, do you still feel that way? Do you not feel that way? And, and having that circle and those people that let you know how they feel and, and how much you're appreciated. And it's yeah. not because we have egos. It's just, it's because we, we want that circle to stay strong and, and mm -hmm. both, both the giving and receiving, I mean, circles continuous. So it, it's going to constantly go back and forth and, and having that feeling of who you can call on. Yep. Well, it's funny because, you know, when we talk about the introvert extrovert, you know, I know you're the one who reaches out probably the most often, you know, I mean, I'm awful at reaching out, but it doesn't mean that I don't care. It just, you know, I'm, all over the place like today I just have been working on a ton of stuff and so I don't I don't think to but with you I know that you know there there's this this mutual respect that I have for you that I will stop what I'm doing sometimes and send you something or reach out or whatever because I know that's important to you you know where like me, I'm kind of like, I know our, our friendship and our relationship is good, whether we talk every day or whether we go six months without saying a word, because that's just, you know, I have that faith and, you know, I don't, I, I just don't think about it, but I know like, I've got to be conscientious of what other people need. And so like, you know, I have you and I have my, my friend, Laura and uh, my friend Stacy, all of them, all of you guys, extroverts. So I know I have to like reach out because that's what you guys like that, you know, you, you go, oh, that's nice. They're thinking about me, blah, 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 you know. And I realize I do need to do that more often, especially probably within the past couple of weeks because I've had so many things happening in the past couple of weeks 
that I've been like shutting down, not reaching out to people, you know, when I need the people the most in my life, I, I back off. Like, I don't want to be a bother, even though I know that's not really, you know, that's not really the whole thing, but. um, And and it kind of goes along with the, the love languages book and everyone's everyone's heard of the love languages and you Mm -hmm. don't, you don't speak your love language. You need to speak the language of the person you are talking to. So if, 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 words of affirmation are yours i could give you all the gifts in the world and they, they don't mean anything and not that they don't yep. mean anything but it doesn't hit you the same way where Correct. you just need to hear someone say hey good job or hey thinking yep. of you and that's going to brighten your day yeah um, where yeah I mean, that's I know, it's i know i'm a a physical touch and a quality mm-hmm. time person for mm-hmm. me that's what i like to hear but i know i speak in words of affirmation and gift giving and I, I, and, and when I say gifts, it's not like we're, we're buying people, I mean, diamond bracelets or anything like that, but the, the simple little and single rose when you go to see a friend every now and then, or, or, I mean, I have little angel coins that I'll randomly and send to yep. friends every now and then, um, things like that, that those are the, the way I express things and they know that they're hearing from me and that, that I'm thinking of them. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's amazing. After learning about love languages, a lot of relationships in my life changed because all through growing up, I always thought my dad thought less of me than my brothers. It was, you know, three boys and one girl, like, you know, um, and, you know, but I mean, he helped me buy my house. He helped me build my deck. He um replaced the roof on my mobile home when you know when I owned my mobile home he helped me replace windows and so he was an acts of service person and that was not at all any of my love languages you know I'm like you I like quality time and words of affirmation quality time probably the most important and so I I just didn't connect with my dad for a long time until I understood that that was him showing me love and that he cared about me because he did all this stuff. And um, it's amazing how things change when you, when you have the different perspective of other people and what, what they need from you. So now on that, like you said, we call that the, the your circle in, in that first episode that I did with Shruti and, and same thing. We, that, that phrase has been out there. And you have your your circle of friends. So that circle is continuous. Um, it's not a chain where if one person leaves, that it falls apart. Somehow, somehow it's constantly continuous. I mean, what are your suggestions on when someone does either reduce their role from that circle or completely eliminate their role from that circle? And and we and without mentioning names, we have a, a mutual um piece of a circle that's no longer there and I, yeah. I remember it being very tough in the beginning I mean it's gotten to the point yeah. where it's like this person has been missing for long enough now that we've and in, in the case of your friendship and my friendship we've been talking about how long it's been it's almost been to the point where it's been and not that it was the three of us but it's almost been just as mm-hmm. long of just the two of us that it was when it was the three of us so as much as there's memories, whether it's Facebook slapping it in your face that, Ooh, remember yeah. this or, or something else. Or, I mean, in this case, we're looking at instruments on the back and I mean, it reminds me of that person. Um, how do we go about when someone takes that reduced role or again, completely eliminates? Cause I know I have, I mean, people that have taken a reduced role that it hits me hard, whether it's simply, um, not talking as much, not being there as much, um, feeling like I, I, I can't share as much with them, um, or, or again, and sharing, sharing the emotions and, and having someone tell you they love you or, or being able to say that and not hearing it anymore. It's like, okay, are you just taking a reduced role in the circle? Are you trying to completely step out of this circle? And what, what do you think would be the best way for people to handle a situation like that? Other than just well, saying eh, it is what I it mean, is and try to live life because it does it's not that easy. It's not that easy no, just to say, I mean, hey, we turned the page, this is completely gone. I think it's it's 
individual to the person. I mean, I obviously handle things different than you do. Um, our mutual friend, you know, we still, we still love this person and, you know, we are happy for, you know, where they're going in life and whatnot. And even though we're on the outside now, but at the same time, I've always been the type that when somebody steps back or whatever, I give them their space and let them, because I know when one person goes out, another one comes in, you know, like, and I've had so many people where I've just done that, where it's, it's not like, oh, they, they stepped out of my life. I hate them. I never want to talk to them again. It's, I always just leave the door open. You know, you're free to leave, but you're also free to come back. And I've had many people come back and, you know, they've changed and they're, they've brought up their, their vibration and they're more in sync where, where I am at that moment in life, because for whatever reason, we went our, our separate ways. We weren't sinking, you know? And I found that, you know, I mean, Jason, my Jason <laughs> is a perfect example. You know, we were best friends in high school. He went his own way. I went my own way. And then whatever brought us back around to each other, you know, um, it, it's, it's those things that almost means more to me when you see somebody come back around and, and, you know, you reconnect and find out what's been going on and, you know, what they've been doing and their experiences and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't necessarily get, I mean, I'm upset, but I don't get like angry you know, oh, yeah. I just no, allow it to go. Right. And I, and I'm not angry. And, and in this case, and you knew this person since high school, I've known them. I mean, at this point, we're still pushing 20 years at this point. Um, and there were, but sometimes it's like, if you have an argument and you have a fight and you go your separate ways, at least you can say, ah, I know why it happened. I think the most troubling thing is because I don't know why it happened. And again, you had the connection since high school and you sit there saying what I do. And, and it, it's tough. I mean, I have a, another friend of mine, that same situation happened. Um, she got married and next thing you know, but when you talk to a bunch of people that were connected with this person and they, they removed themselves from lots of people. So mm -hmm. I, I know it's not something I necessarily did, but it's still, when you, when you lose that person, and that connection and someone, especially if it was someone that was truly part of your, Important. your tight circle, it, it, yep. it does make it tougher. And same, just like you said, I mean, I, I like seeing that this person's happy mm -hmm. um, when, when, uh, I mean, I, I no longer have them on social media, but when things pop up and, and you see that life is good for them right now and, and better than it was before we were part of it. Uh, and yep. not that we were the negative aspect of it, but I'm just saying <laughs> that they, they, uh, things are going very well for them. It's probably the best oh, yeah. situation they've, they've been in. It's just oh, yeah. somewhat sad that we can't be part of it and, and be by their side as they're going through it and um, continue. But it, it well, is for whatever reason, we're not supposed to be there. And that's, that's the thing. We're, we're, we're not supposed to be there right now. You know, there's, there's stuff happening like that. We don't know that's what's going on, you know, and like I said, if you leave the door open, sometimes well, things come around, but sometimes you don't ever get answers and you right. have to be okay and, with that. And I've said that to me to a few times to people that I don't, I don't lock my door, but it does mm -hmm. get to the point where it's like, you know what, you need to come and knock. I can't, I can't keep making the phone call. The, the phone yep. works both ways. Um, so that it's, there is a lot of situations like that where, I mean, I actually just showed a friend of mine today, a, a a common photo. Uh, she made a meant a comment about how a, another friend said, Hey, let's make plans. And instead of her doing what she always does and make the plans, she said, okay, sounds good. But she's waiting for the other person to make the plans. And, I've it, done and, that. It's, and, it, and it's, it's a telephone pole that has the green friendship street sign on it. And right below it, the big black and white one way sign on it. And it's like, sometimes that's the way it works. And there's many times that, uh, that same type of thing. I, I need to just do what we're going to do. And, and again, I'm not going to lock my door, but I do need you to knock on your own at times. Cause it just gets, it gets tough being the one. Um, yeah. It's it sometimes it, it hurts more hearing no 
and, and hearing the rejection or not hearing what you've heard all along. And sometimes it's like, okay, is it better to not talk at all or to talk and, and not hear the important stuff anymore? And so we all have to do yeah. what, what's right for us. I mean, I just reconnected with a friend who, I mean, it was seven years ago and the way all social medias are linked together at this point, it says, oh, your contact is now on this app or and someone you might know is, is here. And, and we reconnected and we met for lunch and we had a great conversation. And I mean, it's kind of like, so what do you see different? And again, not saying that either of us were immature seven years ago. I mean, we're both in our, in our forties. So it's not like we were kids and we, we, it's not like we went from 18 to 25 and you saw a big jump in maturity, but it's just like, wow, I've just, you can see how much we've grown, whether it was, I mean, health issues that woke us up, whether it was just life that taught us thing, whether we literally formally got more educated, it was nice to, to reconnect and, and get that connection. So same type of thing. Sometimes you can oh. sit back and, and hope that someone comes around and gets back into that circle. Um, with that said, we also have to reserve that right to not let them back into the circle. Doesn't mean we oh, don't yeah. let them back in our lives, but they might never get that role in that tight circle again. I mean, if they, again, not in a rude way, but if they leave you hanging when you most needed them or they abruptly made a change, sometimes they're that role might never be available for them again. That pain, that hurt does not just go away. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I have, you know, I have several friends that, um, like one of them I've been, I try to make plans with and and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they cancel the last minute, which drives me nuts. Because if if I tell you I'm meeting you, I'm meeting you. It comes come the hell or high water I you know if I've made that commitment uh, aside from getting sick or injured right. Emer- emergencies happen we understand you know that, but I I keep my word and so that that level of integrity I expect from people like that's my boundary so like I have I have one person right now that I'm kind of like you know every plan we've made they've canceled and I'm like, you know, I'm reserving my time for you. You know, I'm giving you my time. It's my most valuable asset. So if I give it to you, I can't get it back. You know, like. Oh, you know. And, and that's one of the quote. That's one of the quotes that I've shared with people. You gave me your time, and that's the best gift of all. And right yep. around, um, it's actually. The, the first weekend of December, I'll get the reminder on, on Facebook every time, uh, you know, that I, I compete in archery and, and I go to tournaments and one of the local shops has a, a warm up tournament the first Sunday of every month. And a few years back, my brother bought a bow. He did not be, buy it to compete in archery. He bought it because he's got 10 acres of land and his plan was to harvest a deer and fill his freezer and, and feed his family. Well, one, one December on the warm up, probably about five or six years ago, I got him to go to this tournament. I mean, again, just a, a local warm up tournament didn't really mean anything. And I have a picture of him. He actually shot in the lane with my wife. I was shooting with my son and I have a picture of him and it just said, and best Christmas present ever. I mean, he simply showed up to the shop and shot with us for, for two hours. I mean, nothing more than that, but he gave yep. me his time and that, that was the best. So at least one yep. time we, we shot together and, and, and that's fun. And, and giving someone your time is a tremendous gift. And, but like it you is. said, you, you have to have the respect and the courtesy to not cancel. I mean, there were times where yep. I'd invite friends over and, oh, sorry, but I can't make it. Sorry. I can't do it. Sorry. I can't do it. And then eventually I tell them, Hey, listen, if you see pictures of a picnic on Facebook and I didn't invite you, some of it was, I will say, I will admit partly passive aggressive. It's like, I, I didn't want to invite you again because I didn't want you to have to feel bad to say no all the time. Yep. And, and in some cases it was that I know you feel bad that you have to say no. Um, but at the same time, it also hurt that you said no every single time. Every, I mean, yeah. the, different, the difference that I use with, I mean, two friends, again, one of them who's no longer in the circle where it's like, Hey, can you get, can you get together next Saturday? Oh no, sorry. I'm busy. 
well, when can we? I, I don't know. I'm just really busy. Well, the next one, the next friend is, hey, can you get together next Saturday? No, how's the following Thursday? Well, I'm busy. Well, what about that following Saturday? No, nope, I'm busy. Ne next thing you know, a Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m., we're getting together for dinner five weeks from now because we looked at our calendar and we made sure that it happened. It might yeah. not happen this week, might not happen next week, but when, when we went through our calendars five weeks from now, there was a common block on that calendar that had nothing written in it. And, and I understand there's things that not all of us want to do. You might have different hobbies than me. I might have different I mean, likes and dislikes than you. And there is always the case of, well, I'm not really interested in doing that, but sometimes it's like, Hey, you're free Saturday. Why? What's going on? Uh, no, no, that's not the point. You either are free or you're not. Let me know if you're free. If you're free, I'll give you the information and whatnot. It's not like, uh, it depends. I mean, if your offer is better than Bobby's offer, then yeah, I'm free. If it's not, I mean, so sometimes there's the frustration with that. But when you have- so, the... I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt. I'm sorry. When you say this, it's reminding me of our mutual friend once said something to me that like, I, ha I feel like I have to speak the words. It was sometimes you only get one chance to do something nice for someone. Those words were profound and I kept them with me. And what you're saying right now is exactly, is exactly that. Like, you know, you gotta keep trying to get together because you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know when the next time is the last opportunity. Exactly. I mean, some, exactly. something is that, I mean, Take me. I mean, uh, when the news got out that I had the stent put in, and obviously I'm not the first person on the planet to have a stent. Uh, I'm, and I had next to nothing compared. I use my father: four heart attacks, triple bypass, pacemaker, defibrillator. I, I had a fraction of what he had happen to them, but at the same time, I had a 99.9% .9 blockage. I went, mm -hmm. I went into the ER on a Tuesday. So I don't know what I did that Sunday previously, if I saw any friends, but if I did invite a friend over and they said no, and that Tuesday morning, I went in the shop and before I went to tell my boss, Hey, I got to leave. I decided, you know what, let me lift this 40 pound pan over my head. And that was enough to drop me on the ground and maybe not be here recording right now. How guilty did that person I mean, feel because they decided, Nope, sorry, I have to mow the lawn. And that was more important. And, yeah. and I, I've had this conversation with other people that, I mean, is mowing the lawn really more important than, than getting together? I mean, it, it, it's a tough thing when we have to make choices like that. Yeah. So if you had the opportunity to meet with someone and you passed it up and, and again, we can't live in fear that this time will be the last time, especially again, I mean, the shock of me getting the stent I mean, family members, friends, everyone. It's like, I am the, and quote unquote, healthiest of the bunch. I'm the athlete. I'm in the gym all the time. I eat well. Um, I'm not ridiculously overweight. I mean, I can, I can stand to lose a few pounds, but it shocked everyone. Obviously no one more than myself. I mean, other than family history. And I say it all the time, family history didn't kick me in the ass, but it tapped me on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Um, but how many times, I mean, I, I've shared a meme many times where, I mean, we talk about, I mean, our schedules and nope, sorry, too busy. Nope, sorry, too busy. If you got a text and as we're recording this, it's quarter of 10 at night. And if you got a text now that, hey, Bobby passed away, the the wake is Tuesday night and, and the funeral's Wednesday morning, you're going to do everything you can. You're going to cancel that Tuesday night meeting. You're going to tell your buddy, no, you can't go to the bar. You're going to tell your, your son, sorry, I'm not going to be at your game. You're going to do everything you can to be at that service. But if you yep. got a text, but if you got a text that, Hey, Bobby's meeting a bunch of guys at, I mean, for pizza, uh, sorry, I got to mow the lawn. Uh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And you'd pass it up. How can we always make time for the person in the box, but we don't make time to get together for that pizza because you it's, don't know. It's absolutely true. And, and, and it's frustrating. And again, I understand we have responsibilities, obviously work schedules. We all have different work schedules. And I mean, one thing I'm doing now is enjoying life. It, it is more flexible. Okay. I can put things, I mean, I don't work at the shop anymore. And I understand most people have schedules that are set. 
you work a nine to five, a seven to three, whatever your standard shift work is. Obviously, if you work something like restaurants or retail, it's scattered shifts, but you're locked into when you work. I can make my schedule. So -hmm. if you tell me, hey, next Thursday, why don't we meet for lunch? Then I put it on my calendar. Don't take a a lesson at that time and I can be there. So yes, I do have flexibility. Other people do have some flexibility, but even in the case of just making it a point to see our friends, um, why, why is it so difficult to, to be there for those people? Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I've had this situation where when I was 22, um, I went to a store with my other friend, my friend Gloria, and while we were there, we ran into my longtime friend Amanda, and she was really excited. She's telling me she's pregnant and all this stuff. And uh, a month later, she died in a car accident. You know, but her her last words were, "We got to get together." And you know, like for a long time, I was like, "We were supposed to get together," and I didn't reach out. And, you know, I didn't make the time and, you know, um, there's always going to be second guesses. I mean, my grandmother, I didn't have a great relationship with my grandmother. She was your stereotypical cranky old lady. I mean, even my father would tell me, you don't need to take that from her. Two funny ones. I can look back now and laugh at it. When my grandmother on my mother's side passed away, um, parents are divorced, but my father and my grandmother on my father's side, come to the wake. We're in the funeral home in Danbury. They come into the wake. My grandmother comes up to me and my brother and says, I better see you at mine. Okay. So with that said, my son was born by scheduled C-section and the doctor said, how's tomorrow? And I said, Nope, can't happen. That's my grandmother's funeral. Can we do it the next day? So my son was born a day later than originally we tried to schedule it because my grandmother would have haunted me because she said I, she better see me at hers. So that true story on why my son was born on the seventh and not the sixth, strictly because my grandmother would have been out to get me. And then another thing, when we bought our house, my grandmother, I'm going to say lent us some money for the down payment. She slid the truck across the table. And instead of saying, good luck, I mean, I wish you the best, blah, blah, blah. It was, I hope I get this back before I die. So that's the type of, that's the type of woman she was. Um, yeah, I forget. Now I forgot where, where I was going with that one, but uh, yeah, yeah, you, you have those. Oh, the, the, the chance of last time seeing someone, my grandmother lived in Newtown briefly and in, in some senior housing. And when I lived in Danbury, my wife and I made it a, a point to go and visit her. Now growing up, she lived in Florida. So again, I didn't have a, a, physical relationship with her because she wasn't she was in florida until i was in my 20s late teens or 20s and um i I look back and i'm thankful that i made the time to go i would make a a lasagna and maria and i would go to her house and and we'd be there an hour i mean she gave us a tour of the place all the time because she was losing it and forgot that she just gave me a tour two weeks ago it was a one-bedroom apartment it wasn't that long of a tour but she had to give it to me every time i went to visit but looking back i'm like I lived in Danbury for a year. She was in Newtown. I mean, we're a town apart from each other. Why didn't I go more? Why didn't I swing by two or three times a week on my way home from work for 15 minutes? She wouldn't have known the difference if it was five minutes or five hours, but why didn't I do it more? So we could always second guess, like you said. Um, My father had a a friend of his that he was in the military with who, and uh, eventually passed away through suicide. And uh, my father would have a big picnic in the summer, usually around the 4th of July. And uh, he had this picnic one year and, and calls me up with the news a couple of days later. And he says, do you realize I was the last soldier to see this guy? And so when you talk about all the people, he was the last person to see him alive, at least from the, the military circle that he had. And it's like, yep. you never know when when the last chance is when that last opportunity is and i mean i do everything i can when a friend says hey let's do this let's do that i mean let's let's get together for this it's there has to be something really in my way for me to say no um and i know everyone's different but when you have that circle you need to support that circle and and if you're i also think if you are removing yourself from the circle 
I, I think you should be honest and open and, and let people know, hey, this is what's going on with my in my life right now. This is how I feel. This is the role that I'm comfortable with. This is the the feelings I'm comfortable sharing. Yeah. I mean, if you just to if give you, just to give that closure, whether that person agrees with you or not, you know, at least at least they they have a, a reason why. I mean, I don't know realistically if that will ever happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I know, most people I, shy yeah. away from conflict or anything. Right. And I wasn't but, necessarily talking about the the common one we have. Um, where I think no. we're go, I think we're going down with never knowing why a, uh, a a space was put between us, and I mean basically just and it was a cold turkey thing. It was so that was um, so it was just surprising. It didn't fade away. It just ended, um, and that's the thing. I mean, and and I've had other other connections and friendships and relationships. Um, and with people I know with loved ones that um, you knew they were going to change, but they changed, I don't want to say faster, but much more abruptly. It, it, it's a different feeling, much more aggressive than I expected it to. And it hurts. I mean, it's, it's oh, yeah. difficult. Um, but sometimes it, 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 I mean, like you said, in some cases, it's, people move in, people move out. Your your circle yeah. is going to evolve. It is going to change. Um, and this is where, unselfishly, you do need to make yourself your priority. Um, and in that case, if our mutual friend is making him the priority, if these other people that have removed themselves or, or limited the times in my circle are doing that, um, I have to respect that. Doesn't mean, I mean, I use the analogy of if I intentionally hit you in the head with a baseball bat or I accidentally hit you in the head with a baseball bat, it still hurts. If it's an accident, I can sit there and say, I'm sorry. It, it, I understand it was an accident and I'm not mad at you, but you still fractured my skull. I still need stitches. It still hurts just as much, yep. even though it wasn't intentional. Um, but we, we have to try to move on. And, and in some cases, I mean, if one puts some distance in it, sometimes you need to put a little additional distance on it. Because again, I mean, sometimes not hearing anything is better than not hearing what you once heard. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also think, um, you know, in these, in these moments, there's opportunity for growth, you know, on, on, on our end, you know, like, so what is this trying to teach me is a question I ask myself a lot. <laughs> you know, when something starts really testing me and I start getting very frustrated, I'm like, right, what is this trying to teach me? Um, you know, trying to learn whatever that lesson is. Um, sometimes, you know, people just leave you never going to know why. And like you just, you know, we just discussed you know, but what I like, I what I've said earlier is I've always noticed that when one person leaves, I had my friend Steve, uh, he left my life abruptly. <laughs> the very next day, you know, I was like, I went to work, I was upset. I got a message on MySpace from my Jason, hadn't talked to him in 13 years, and he's like, Hey, Colleen, looking good. MySpace, we're aging ourselves. Yes. I just said MySpace, I'm at Facebook. Um, but I mean, what it, what that showed me is one person left, it made room for someone else to come in. And well, I mean, we can almost, me, we can almost the opportunity argue, for something. Right. We can almost argue that the friendship you and I have has gotten stronger since the, the, the other person's not there. And, oh. and not that we didn't, we didn't have a good friendship before that, but we've but the dynamic changed yeah because, because before because, you were you were my friend my friend's friend right you know that and that's kind of how i associate now you are my friend <laughs> yeah no we we definitely have a, a very good friendship and and that's and when i reached out to you um like i said once trudy had told me, or I think you commented on the post that I put that Shruti was leaving. And I said, yeah, if you ever want to do another show and you said, Oh, definitely. I'd love to do it. Um, yeah. And, and that's why I wanted to revisit the, the year circle thing, because you immediately said, yeah, I'm, I'm in your circle. I'm, I'm, 
there. I'm here to help. Let's, let's do a show. Let's, let's connect. And, and I mean, it meant a lot to me. Um, and especially we can add the little element that, I mean, you are an introvert. So how comfortable is it for you to do this? I mean, again, it's you and me having a conversation on zoom and recording it. It's not <laughs> like we, we have, I mean, a million people watching us as we do this. Um, well, it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm okay with this now, but when we did this like two years ago, that was a little like nerve wracking to me. But since then, yeah, we, we I were do alive. a lot of, we had like yes. two people watching. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I but Maria and my mother might have chimed in. I mean, other than but that. now, now I do weekly Zoom meetings for um, Brian Cody's law, and we, you know, we plan events and stuff like that around addiction and whatnot. So I mean, I'm constantly talking and dealing with people and interacting, and so this feels normal now. Where before it was not; it was new. I think it was new to a lot of people, but you know. Now I'm okay. Now it's just like we're sitting in your living room talking, you know? Right. So. All right. Well, I'm going to start closing this one up. Um, I mean, I've been trying to keep the episodes uh, in that 20 to maybe 30 minute top. And uh, we had to reset Zoom because I have a free account. Shruti had the paid account. So I have a free <laughs> account. So it kicks you off eventually. So we restarted a second one. I'll splice them together in, in logic. And uh, we're already up to 15 minutes almost on the on the second one around. Oh. Um, and that, I mean, that's how, how well you and I connect where we can just talk and, and have some great conversation. But I, I really appreciate you jumping on and doing this. And uh, I definitely like to have you back for some episodes as I'd love it. I, as I go forward uh, we'll think of some topics um, but thanks for coming on and uh, guys I hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you next week shift mindset podcast is for entertainment purposes only while the suggestions strategies and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit ThePowerShiftMindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.